Well, hello, everyone. This is a really, really special episode of TV Channeling, and I'm really excited about this. Aren't you, Kevin? I am so excited about our very first post-Oscar special. Yes! So we're doing it a little bit differently than the normal show that we do. This is all Oscars all the time. And I, you can tell I'm excited, right? <laughs> I, uh, Tachi, you know what? We picked the very right year to begin doing TV channeling because <laughs> this is our first, this is the first Oscars to take place while we were, our show has been in production. And we couldn't have picked a more perfect time to do a, per, a post-Oscar special. This is it. Absolutely. And yet we started at the perfect time because we started just before award season and we had, yeah, a, a bunch of awards to pick from, and we're settling now on the Oscars, which is the basically the end kind of, of the major award season. It's the climax of the award season. Yes, yes, yes. And we're going to be talking about so many things from fashion to flub-ups. So let's get started, shall we? Well, first of all, Tachi, i got to say, uh, you look lovely tonight for our very first post-Oscar special. <laughs> Who are you wearing? I am wearing a la gym, meaning gym clothes. Ooh. So, yes, yes, yes. Fancy. Fancy. And you look very dapper. What, do you, what have you got on? Who are oh you? Oh, my wearing? God. Thank you so much. My, my uh, clothes were provided by Goodwill. Goodwill. Isn't that wonderful? Goodwill, yes. where the good yes. is willing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Tachi, are we going to address the elephant in the room right off the bat? Oh, no, we need to start with that because that would just be pretense and facade if we left that rubbish till the end. <laughs> Everybody knows what the hell we're talking about. Best picture. So if you're not familiar, what happened, what had happened was best picture was called for La La Land and it was, uh, who were the two that were uh, announcing it? It was Warren Beatty and... Faye Dunaway, Faye Dunaway. Um, they, they were there to commemorate the 50th year anniversary, the 50 year anniversary of uh, Bonnie and Clyde, an incredible yeah. film. And to have them come out, that was one of the things I was so happy about, because I love when Hollywood, if you're going to congratulate yourself, you need to congratulate yourself and then the whole scope of Hollywood and its history and like embracing it. So to have them come out to do the biggest award of the night uh, was, I thought, an incredible moment until what happened happened so it it became an even more incredible moment a historic couple made history yeah exactly exactly and it's interesting because hollywood so values youth that to give pay homage in this way was great uh but that homage ended up not so nice so what happened was they were giving it, it, they were given the wrong card and on it it was a duplicate card apparently of the best actress uh, and which best actress in a, went to best La La actress Land. in a lead role thank you best actress in a lead role that went to la la land and so that was a, it was a duplicate so they well it was either a duplicate let me get the story right it was either a duplicate or the cards were switched i don't know it was actually it was. It, it, it was it was actually sadly both it was a duplicate card apparently they uh, because of <laughs> what's so funny is what they do to avoid any kind of mix up actually caused a mix up in case there's a mistake they always bring two uh cases that contain all the winning uh, the winning envelopes um, two different cases. So if one gets lost or damaged, they have a spare. 
what ended up happening was for some reason because emma emma stone was saying afterwards on all the uh press that she still had her best actress uh envelope and card in her hand she doesn't know if she knows whatever's going to happen or whatever how this is going to be explained uh tomorrow do not blame me because i have my card and so uh they accidentally when they when they gave them the a card the card they gave the uh second version of the uh envelope that had the best actress winner in it so that's why um they were able to have one while emma stone had one so they had just handed uh them the wrong envelope they should have handed them the uh i guess if there was a mistake with the first version of the best uh, uh the best picture winner if that was lost or damaged whenever whoever reached in the second briefcase they pulled out the wrong envelope and um so when that's why the funny thing is when they got through doing the little montage, you know, when they say, and the nominees are, and you see little clips of each movie, and they came back, and they opened the envelope, and you see Warren Beatty looking at the uh, envelope. I thought he was mugging for suspense where he wasn't saying who the winner was. He's, like, looking at it and looking at it, and uh, then he hands it over to Faye Dunaway, and she looks at it and just says, La La Land. And then the, the you know, it, it erupts and all the cast members and crew and everybody and the craft services rush to the stage. <laughs> craft services, the people that uh, drove them on the bus that day. All, all the Uber drivers, they all got up they there. All they were high-fiving and crying and thanking their moms and their and their kindergarten teacher and everything and <laughs> but then here's the thing you did not see that come up on the screen which is usually what happens when they win the, the winner will come up on the screen and there was no music and they were up there for an inordinately long amount of time and then when i noticed something was wrong was when one of the team from la la land got, you know, came and said something and said, well, by the way, we lost. I was like, huh? I was like, was this whole thing a joke? I knew something was not quite right. Then um, one of the team, and I don't remember if he's a producer or what, came and said, no, 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 Moonlight actually won and held up the card. Camera zoomed in and showed that it was Moonlight. Yeah, no, that was a shocker. But you know what they did? You did hear the announcer, uh, that woman who has that incredible voice. I don't know who she is. Whoever, if you hear, if, if by some chance you hear this, you rock all kinds of ways. I love that woman's voice who does the uh, the voiceover for that uh, for the Oscars mm-hmm. every year. But anyway, she even says once they say uh, the wrong name initially um, that it's uh, La La Land. You hear her say La La Land. His La La Land uh, was nominated for like you know fourteen Oscars and they've won seven or whatever including uh best picture so she even said it so she um you did say it so i was up on screen it was complete shock so then to see him uh the your i, I can't remember what his name was the guy that came up and actually held the card to right. the camera and then they start cutting to the, the the audience and some of the members of the cast of uh of uh, Moonlight looking completely stunned, and I-, I wish there had been a camera trained on me at home because I was just as stunned. <laughs> I was looking completely stunned too. Kevin, I was here, but I was home by myself watching this, taking note, copious notes. And when that happened, and I was looking at people, you know how like you look at people next to you. When I was looking at people, and there was nobody here. <laughs> I, was looking, I was like, "Did you see that? Did you see what happened there?" 
I was looking at folks and nobody was here. That's how confused I was. Okay? That's how bloody confused I was. And to make it so bad, so we know mistakes happen. That should not have happened. Number one, people were blaming Warren Beatty. And I was like, even if it really was, he did not read it. It was it was Faye Dunaway who read it at the end. Number two, it wasn't their fault. That was Price Waterhouse that uh, was to blame for that. Okay, snafu. Tachi. To be fair, there's a couple things. Um, it wasn't their fault alone. It was also no, 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 no. Yeah, absolutely. Price Waterhouse's fault. And here's what I why I'm saying this. First of all, I give credit to Warren Beatty for basically immediately trying to defend himself because the oh, part, yeah. part of it is just um is uh, is like instant ageism because the first thing I was thinking is like oh my god it's like does Warren Beatty have an issue with either his vision or is he confused or something um when he had but he basically said no he showed the car that they had but the to me the issue was if if you're the up there and you open up the envelope and the card says la la land uh emma stone for la la land best actress you don't say la la land what you do is say okay there's been a problem we've been handed the wrong envelope we need to be given the we need someone uh one from price waterhouse to come out here right now that's it's what you say you don't just say yeah. though from your the comfort of your home when you're up there and you're not sure what's going on Look, the same thing happened with Steve Harvey, and it was worse with Steve Harvey for the Miss Universe pageant because there was more than one name on the card. So I can see how that can easily happen, having emceed and stuff before. If there's too much going on, you can, it's easy to make a mistake and go back. So now they've just given this, these individuals the wrong card. They don't know exactly, uh, unless the thing is that they're told ahead of time who the winner is. Yeah, but you know what? No, they uh, clearly they aren't told ahead of time. But the point is, Warren Beatty was confused enough, and like he knew something was wrong. That's why he handed it to Faye Dunaway. He wasn't going to say it himself. He he saw something was wrong. That's why he handed it to her after looking at it so confused for what seemed like you know an eternity by Calvin Klein. So <laughs> <laughs> no, it was an eternity. But I in in defense, just knowing how quickly these things go and understanding the that it can be nerve-wracking because this is not a, a movie or tv t well this is not this is well it's tape but it's live so actually no it's not tape it's live no, it's live it's so live. It's, it's live so it's taped for later but it's live so this is live television it can be very nerve-wracking you see something and then you second guess yourself well did they tell me that and so it happened so quickly. It's the end of the night. They're like, hurry on up and wrap it up because folks are trying to go and the pressure gets to you. So it's, it's easy for us to say from down here, but I can, I can completely understand how something like that can happen. You just want for stuff to be right because he's, he's an actor. He's not an announcer. He's like, just make sure that everything is right and let me say what's what and let it go. He's not there to postulate or try and calculate like Katherine Johnson from uh, <laughs> from NASA. He just has to read it and go. 
Well, the point is, again, uh, in my defense of what I think how I went down is he saw something was wrong. That's why he refused to read it. He handed it to Faye Dunaway. I wish Faye Dunaway would have basically looked at it the same way and been like, OK, something's uh, not right here. Um, we need someone to come out. We need a producer or somebody to come out here because there's something that's something's not right. And we learned just after the Grammys from Adele, if it's not right, you stop the show and you get it right. Yeah, well, we know Adele is a very special individual. Not <laughs> <laughs> going to stop. The yeah, if you hand Adele the wrong card, she'll be like, "Oh, wait a minute, let's stop this." And she, well, also she would have to curse, but she would stop the show, <laughs> get the right card, would heads would roll, the right card would come out to her, and then we would begin again. So that's what Faye Faye Dunaway and Warren Beatty take a lesson from from the from Adele on how to handle situations when things go wrong on live television. Well, so the point is that Moonlight won. And And the funny thing, it's not funny, but the sad thing is it kind of took away, the whole debacle took away the spotlight and that winning in the moment feeling that they could have had. But at the end of the day, and that's what a lot of the tweets and a lot of stuff on social media was focused on right after it happened. Oh, now, oh, it stole the moment from them, blah, 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 blah. Yes, and that's true, and I agree. But it's time to move on. The point is they won. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, 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 but yes, it's sad. But I think in a way it's going to make the uh, – this has been historic. It's been a historic mishap. But it's been – it's made this win even more historic. This win and the whole debacle is going to be played over and over. Whenever they have like a best of Oscar moments, they're going to play that whole thing for years and years to come so it's going to make moonlight's place in cinematic history uh and awards history even bigger and more shocking and it made the whole thing was in fact if this had been in a movie or a tv show it would have felt fake because it was like such a big shocking moment because there had been so much buzz about La La Land having Best Picture on lock. And I think that's one of the reasons why even Faye Dunaway actually read the name of it. Because it's just like everybody could just assumed La La Land was going to win. Um, so I think that if she would have opened that envelope and it would have said the Best Picture is, you know, uh, Fast and Furious 8. She, would, she wouldn't have read that out loud. She would have been like, something's wrong. <laughs> well, that's, that's again, that's the other thing. The expectation was probably La La Land, which is why, okay, I'm just going to go with it so I, I i i feel for them because again it's not totally their fault i i'm not even blaming them for that because it should have been right the oh yeah no the, the fact that price waterhouse get in fact what i'm shocked by is that they don't have some kind of i would have assumed that there'd be some kind of number code or on the envelope itself it would actually say um, like on the back of the envelope, it would be written or have some kind of code that would indicate what award it's for. Like they would, there, there shouldn't even be any slip up on the back of the card. It should say best actor winner or best actor, best each category. It's the awards for. So when they're handing it to someone, they know what they're handing them. Exactly. What they did is they went to office depot. They got those cards and they printed it out on the label. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's exactly what the hell they did when they bought some envelopes and put it inside. All so right, well, that, go ahead. So, no, so I, I that, that's Price Waterhouse, you've learned a, a great lesson. Well, you know what? Well, go ahead. Okay, Tachi, I don't know if you've heard, but there have been a lot of conspiracy theories about how everything went down buzzing around. And one of the chief people out there disseminating 
conspiracy theories is a friend of mine he believes that this was all planned by like either jimmy kimmel's team or jimmy kimmel's team and abc uh to make a huge moment happen to try and boost ratings or something but i don't think that's the case because how could that boost ratings to have something like that happen at the end if it happened at the beginning or something with one of the earlier awards then it would have made sense Uh, but i don't understand how that was going to make any kind of are we gonna like all call our friends like you didn't watch any of the oscars but uh you know it, it's it's a crap storm on stage right now C- tune in for the last three minutes of it you know so all i the- could see what your friend is saying not in terms of the viral for the last two minutes but jimmy kimmel does have a habit of doing these types of things and things go viral so I can kind of see where his thought process is on that. Wow. All right. Oh, my God. I'm glad that you guys aren't hanging out because uh, you guys might be questioning the moon landing after a couple of minutes together. Um... <laughs> I'm not questioning it. I'm just understanding where his line of thought is coming from. All right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway. <laughs> so, so let's move on since we're talking about Jimmy Kimmel and, and talk a little bit about what did you think about him as a host? Well, you know, this is such, and I was going to say it's a thankless job, even though you get to be on international television and paid a lot of money. So it's a, it's a, it's a somewhat thanked job. <laughs> He's a little bit thanked. Anyway, um, but where, to me, Jimmy Kimmel shines is not so much in his actual per- performance on stage. It is the planning ahead of time and the people that he gathers around his team because the there were so many kind of neat little moments and it's really hard because there's been so many oscar shows good and bad um and so many people have tried to reinvent it and do different little things to kind of shake it up but a couple of the moments that i particularly thought were the to me the candy falling from the sky yes i'm <laughs> yeah, sorry okay I yes because that was my favorite yes oh my god that was so fun and so and you could see literally the stars were giddy when they showed that they looked so excited as the little i was excited for them exactly as the little parachutes wonka song was playing as that happened the little, yeah, the little parachutes with uh, with like candy. It was so innovative, and it and it and it broke the tension, and and it was it was a delight. And they did it three times, and it worked each time. And then when he did it with the little kid from Lion, um, Yay. and he announced like lemon heads and Mike and Ike's, and then more stuff started falling. That was adorable. And the last one I love when the last time it fell, he goes maybe something more substantial than candy, and he goes cookies and donuts. <laughs> and then and he goes, oh my God, carbs are falling from the sky <laughs> <laughs> and what he also said next year we're gonna uh, have the awards come down <laughs> I, just, I, just, I was just picturing like goon, goon, like, <laughs> but that was i'm right there with you that was my absolute favorite one of my favorite moments because i think i'm like a little kid and so i'm just hearing that song the imagination song from Willy wonka playing in my head as stuff is floating down i'm like this is so much fun i I started clapping my hands such a great moment i have to give him give credit to him or whoever came up with that bit that was spectacular now speaking of more conspiracy theories okay what do you think about the air quotes i'm doing you guys can't see 
tour bus of regular people <laughs> who care enough about Hollywood to go on a Hollywood tour, but don't care enough to actually stay in their hotel room or someplace and watch the Oscars, and then not realize that they're being led into the Dolby Theater. Um, <laughs> no, it was perfect. That was my second favorite part of the night, night, the candy, and then this tour bus of people. And let me tell you why it's believable. I believed it 100%. Number one, Jimmy Kimmel does stuff like this on his show, which is why it's so great to have a late night host host these things because they, they're already doing antics. They're able to keep the audience together and, and entertained. So this worked. Number two, did you see how these folks were dressed? They knew not a damn thing about where they were going. Otherwise, they would have taken the time to look right. Because some of them, I'm like, that's what you wear on the tour in Hollywood. I was like, mm, this is this is a lesson to always look right. You know how your mom says always wear good, clean underwear? Always wear proper clothes. Yeah, but know. you know what? But some people think that that are part of the conspiracy. People believe that, of course, if you're going to basically make it seem as if these are regular people right off the street, you take the actors to Old Navy first, have them buy do wardrobe there, and then then truck them in and have them supposedly be surprised. Mm-mm. I think it's I, the only reason I think it's real is due to the fact that this it's going to get so much press. I'm sure these people are being interviewed everywhere and that if they were actors or, or were plants, it would come out. So I don't think that they would do that. Exactly. Uh, because They're would... not going to deceive like that because that's their brand. That's Jimmy Kimmel's brand. That's the Oscars brand. They wouldn't deceive the public like that. It's real. Remember the guy who, remember when they did the thing where they called and ordered pizza and the guy came into the Oscars and was handing pizza to all the stars? That yes. guy, he was everywhere the day after being interviewed. So I believe that, I believe, unlike the conspiracy theory, theorist, I believe this is real. Uh, who are these people that have time to sit down and concoct these things? <laughs> Please, come help me, because I, I need some help <laughs> if you have that kind of time. Well, anyway, I'm sure all the conspiracy theorists are getting together and soon they're going to be hosting their own podcast called Bigfoot Channeling. <laughs> and I won't believe them either. <laughs> so, let's let's talk uh, let's talk some more about this. This was really we can't talk about the Oscars without talking about the political feel that that was there. Very clear from the uh, from the red carpet on, you saw actress Ruth Nega, you saw a couple of other people that were wearing the blue ribbons, and that is signified uh, a signification of the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union. And of course, you know, there's the whole thing with the quote unquote proposed Muslim ban uh, from these seven countries, which of course has not passed yet, but that was the thing. And so you had that that happened. You had uh, celebrities that were wearing the blue ribbon. You had, and please help me, I hope you know the name of the Iranian director who boycotted. Oh my God, I do not know his name, but I know what moment you're talking about, where they had someone came up to accept his award and say that he was out of respect not uh, attending the Oscars. Here it is, Asghar Farhadi. Oh yeah, thank you for saying that, because I would not, even if I remembered his name, I wouldn't have dared to try and say it. Asghar Farhadi, yes, he was the, he directed The Salesman, he's from Iran, and out of respect, he said in his statement that was read, out of respect for the seven countries and other countries, his country and the other countries that were a part of that proposed ban, he was boycotting the 
Oscars. Yeah, it had just the right uh, amount of political, you know, mentions uh, during the show because it reminds me almost of when they do Oscars during which we're in, we seem to be in a perpetual war. But anyway, when you have some kind of big, huge conflict going and to not acknowledge it at all seems crazy. So it wasn't too much. It wasn't super in your face. Um, Jimmy Kimmel did a few jokes and he did a Twitter bit where he was actually trying to go, um, um, uh, uh, Trump into, uh, tweeting about it by mentioning what? that Meryl, hashtag Meryl Streep says blank and kind of thing, trying to he get him. Did two. He did one where he was like, Hey, you up? <laughs> <laughs> trying to get him to take the bait. But, um, I don't know. Kellyanne Conway must've hidden his phone because he did not, he did not chime in. No, no. You know, he must be getting a little more bright or a little brighter. Okay, I want to talk about another moment uh, that I I really appreciate it. And I hope that they they do this again next year uh, and even more of it was the moment when they showed they talked about um, uh, different people in Hollywood, their inspiration. And they showed Charlize Theron watching the the incredible classic, The Apartment, uh, starring Shirley Shirley MacLaine and Jack Mm -hmm. Lemmon and talking about what uh, uh, that performance of Shirley MacLaine's uh meant to her and uh and then it not only was it just a beautiful moment and thought but the way visually we actually the camera is is, uh focused on uh charlie's theron's face and we see the 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 movie kind of reflected the light from the movie flickering light uh shining on that incredible bone structure that woman has uh and as she reflects on that movie and then to have her walk out with shirley mclean was perfection in my opinion i want i want more of that and they echo that moment a little bit with michael j fox what's his name seth rogan was recounting the movie of how as in his childhood the movie back to the future meant so much to him and then to have him come out with michael j fox in a delorean no less yes was a great incredible moment because to me what said it all about how well that moment worked was they cut to Octavia Spencer's face. The woman looked like a kid on Christmas morning. She looked so excited and so filled with joy at the sight of seeing Michael J. Fox get out of that DeLorean. So I want more of that next year. Yeah, there was a lot of eye candy and a lot going on because, like I said, we've been talking about this. By this point, these actors and actresses and everybody connected in, in to this in Hollywood have been to 10 million award shows. And so the fact that there were things to engage them and it was just, you know, even though, like you said, there was the perfect amount of political, political emphasis there, not too much. And it wasn't mean political emphasis. In fact, someone came on and said opposition without hatred that you can be, you can oppose without being hateful. Yeah, that was, oh, and and he gave a shout out to women saying that they have, that they seem to have more of that capacity than men do. It was a very powerful moment. One other thing I got to say is uh, Kate McKinnon from Saturday Night Live did this bit when they came out to give the (laughs) the makeup award and she was saying like, I just love that, Uh, makeup, uh, something that has stopped people from getting divorces for years and years. I just thought that was an incredible, that was incredibly 
funny moment. In fact, I would like to be the first to nominate Kate McKinnon to host the Oscars 2018. I think that she is hysterical and would be incredible. And one thing I want to say about Jimmy Kimmel is the the man is smart. If you don't if you don't want to, if you don't think he's funny, you got to say that the man is smart because a lot of people who are not song and dance people uh, who end up hosting things events like this end up doing some big song and dance opening number. He's like, yes. uh, no dice. I can't sing. I don't dance. And so, you know what? Get Justin Timberlake to open up the show and get the crowd all riled up and then like point point like, and now Jimmy Kimmel. That was incredibly smart. Like, yeah, get the, get the show going. Now, one thing I will say is um, I thought that they, uh, they uh, gave us uh, enough kind of a show busy kind of perform because it's a show. A lot of times the Oscars try to like take the show out of the show by not even presenting all of the music nominees in recent years. They try to, oh, we're going to make the show shorter. It's a long show, people. Relax. This, it's, it happens once a year. It always goes over time. Mm-hmm. You just have to deal with that. I want show in my show biz. Give me show. Give me pomp and circumstance give me big bold production numbers that may turn out to be disasters i give them credit for at least trying to give us some of that show and to be honest in my opinion every one of the songs nominated for best song this year could not be more forgettable but mm-hmm. <laughs> at least they yeah, tried. i've already forgotten that. Uh, they're they're all they're gone and but at least they gave us some show i mean the the song from the disney movie i can't remember the name of the i always want to call it mulan but it's not mulan um <laughs> moana moana uh <laughs> too close the names are too similar disney anyway um the the whole thing with the guys with the with the waves that was spectacularly beautiful and then the uh, little tribute that um uh what's his name uh Models, model wife, uh, Christy Teigen's husband. Oh wait, oh you mean the one, John Legend? John, John Legend. <laughs> yes, City Mr. Of Mr. Teigen. Anyway, um, Ooh, he, I didn't the... say that, John. <laughs> that wasn't me. You, you guys aren't going to be together. He is married with a child. <laughs> I'm just saying I didn't say that, so he can't come back and say which one of y'all was <laughs> <laughs> not me. Anyway, the point is, it was the, the number was beautiful, even if the songs were incredibly forgettable, no, which is absolutely. something that you don't want to do when it comes to musicals. So, okay, we're running short on time. I want to go get through a couple other things, Tachi. Okay, um, oh, hold on, so- hold on. Before, before you get there, before you get there, I wanted to ask you about Viola. You were saying in an episode that you were a little worried about Viola Davis's speech. Are you, were you still worried last night? Okay, Tachi. It's funny that you say that. Yes, I was very nervous. I had problems sleeping. I was concerned after the incredible speech she had given at the BAPTAs, how could she possibly top it? But I did say one thing in that show. I said, if anybody could top that speech, the only person who could manage to climb even higher to even loftier height would be Viola Davis herself. And the woman did not disappoint that speech was incredible it was so awe-inspiring and the funny thing was jimmy kimmel even jumped chimed in saying like viola it's been announced viola davis has just been nominated for an emmy for that acceptance speech (laughs) (laughs) and so a lot of people were saying uh today that she is just one award away from the egot she has uh, won uh, an Emmy. She's won a Tony, and she's won an Oscar. And she is uh, the first African American female actor to do that. 
No, okay, I believe you're incorrect. Really? I believe you're incorrect. This is what they were announcing, though. They said okay. she was the first. Okay, I, I, I thought that maybe, it didn't Whoopi Goldberg, uh, maybe she didn't win the Tony, but I thought that Whoopi Goldberg had, um, I know that she's won an Emmy and an Oscar, and I think she's won a Grammy. Okay, so no, you know what it was? She's the first to win the Emmy, the Oscar, and the Tony. Okay, all right. So now, but if if um if Viola Davis can win uh a Grammy, she will have run the trifecta, and so somebody immediately get her to do a stirring rendition of your book. Let her uh, uh do the audio commentary for your book or something like that. Read your book and let's let's go ahead and complete this. Let's complete this hat trick and get this woman a Grammy ASAP. Or do a spoken word word album. I oh, exactly. Oh, I, believe, believe me, I would, I would, it would be in my Amazon shopping cart instantly. Absolutely, absolutely. So one, one of the, a couple of the final things that we'll talk about is the, I have to bring up the OJ joke because you know OJ won for a uh, documentary. <laughs> well, no, no, OJ didn't win. <laughs> not, not him. <laughs> OJ and American Story, I believe, is the proper name. Yes, thank it. you. Say it that um, way. OJ Made in America, sorry. OJ Made in America, Ezra Edelman and Carolyn Waterlow, they won for Best Documentary Feature. Jimmy Kimmel came in, came and said, oh, what? So, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't make an OJ joke? You know he was going to do it. So he said, congratulations, OJ. You get an extra slice of bologna. <laughs> <laughs> I must have rolled on the floor. <laughs> the audience was uncomfortable. I'm like, well, the, the ish was funny. How do you not laugh? Well, especially because, especially because the guy who uh, won, uh, the director of that movie, came out and was so somber and he basically, you know, um, acknowledged Ron Goldman. And because we, so many of, of us laugh when it comes to the whole OJ thing, for, re, not talking about the, remembering the fact that, remember, two people are dead. So mm -hmm. he, he made it so serious that, of course, Jimmy Kimmel could not resist and try and pop that tension bubble by uh, making some joke that, <laughs> that seemed to cause even more tension on some people. But it was funny. I, I gotta give him credit. Oh, one other person I just gotta mention because I thought it was an incredible performance was uh, of all the musical numbers, the the number that to me was the most touching was uh, Sarah Bareilles's, um I've Seen the World from Both Sides Now during the In Memoriam. That was so stirring and so beautiful. I just, I, I actually had to, I, I couldn't let the show go without mentioning uh, how incredibly beautiful that performance was. So one thing we got to talk about before we uh, wrap the, our, our special up is what about what performances, uh, what about the actual awards besides the, we talked about the, the, the uh, best picture. What were uh, some of your favorite movies uh, this year, award season? Did you, what movies did you see and what did you actually, what, uh, what, who did you want to win and who actually won? Of course, you know, I wanted Moonlight. I have a, a connection to it because I live in the Miami area. And so it was really good to see some 305 boys get shine. And I'm not from here originally, but obviously it's my adopted home now. And so it was really good to see two guys from Liberty City, which is, you know, the part of Miami that is really always talked about in the news for violence and crime, that they made it out. And I loved that they said when they won for best adapted uh, for writing for adapted screenplay, when they came up and said, 
this is for something to the effect of this is for all the black and brown boys and girls and non-gender conforming ones as well. So I thought that was fantastic. So definitely I wanted Moonlight to be in there and, and they were. I was also, they didn't show all of them, but I'm a geek, so I loved the tech awards. When they showed that mechanical horse that they built for, I was like, yes! And all the, uh, the ones that got there was a sound program that was designed specifically for something. They got an award. So I, I'm just happy that tech got its just due. And so I was excited about that. So that's not necessarily a movie, but I was excited about the tech awards and Moonlight. What oh, about the, you? The tech awards, it was so funny that I wish after seeing just that little bit they showed of it, I wish I could have seen the whole show because the, the, yeah. the two hosts were hysterical. It would have been fun to see that whole show. In fact, um, it, it, they would be a good, uh, a good team to basically host the regular Oscars. I thought they were hysterical. Um, let's see. Well, a uh, couple things. Uh, the um, God, what's his name? Uh, who won for Best Actor? Casey Affleck. Casey Affleck yeah. winning for Best Actor for Manchester uh, by the Sea. I will be honest, I was rooting for Denzel Washington uh, mm-hmm. to win in that particular uh, category because, I mean, let's face it, it, the performance that he did in Hidden Fences was incredible, uh, playing a father who is so bitter uh, about not being able to play uh, Major League Baseball because of racism that he actually uh, stops his son from having an opportunity to play profesh- uh, play uh, football in college. But you know what? He re- ends up redeeming himself, doing incredibly complex mathematical equations for NASA and to help the space program. So... <laughs> It was really you know you, you know you took it there and people are gonna listen and like did he just say had to say it was an incredible <laughs> performance so i was really rooting for him <laughs> it was quite a story arc but anyway but casey affleck the moment where he actually thanked denzel washington for basically teaching him to act i thought that was an incredible moment uh moonlight i was rooting for Mo- moonlight too I really was. I only watched two. I only watched two of any of the Oscar contenders this year. I saw Moonlight and I saw Manchester by the Sea. <laughs> Those are the only ones I saw. But you know what? I did end up seeing. I I, I saw Zootopia. Shout out to Zootopia, uh, okay. w- 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 that actually won um, best yeah. animated film. So best I uh, animated mm-hmm. yeah. So because um, you know what? I don't even think because uh, I was surprised that they didn't even no- what's it called? Uh, Finding Dory wasn't even nominated. Um, cause normally you can't make a Pixar film that doesn't get nominated for an Oscar. Um, but you know what? I, the funny thing about Finding Dory, I normally love Pixar films. I started trying to watch Finding Dory and I, I was finding Dory to be incredibly boring. And and I, I found, I found myself not able to finish watching Dory. (laughs) I got through like 10 minutes of (laughs) You, You know what though? Here's the thing. I think that this is the unfortunate thing. Whenever there is animation, we know it's going to do well because kids love animation regardless of, regardless of what it is. But I really think that audiences are getting more complex now. So you can't just have something animated and it will be a sweep anymore. I think this is what this trend is that we're starting to see. You know what? I agree because you know what? The one thing that, that 
Initially, the whole look of the Pixar films was so spectacular that we were all agog at how beautiful it was that pretty much any story they could throw up on the screen were like, aw, and we were, and they had us. But now we've, we've seen one too many Pixar films, so it's like they have to bring it now. And when it came to Finding Dory, from as far as I'm concerned, they did not bring it. But Zootopia, I gotta say, last thing, that was a really surprisingly good movie, and it actually had a story that where they were actually saying something. And an animated film that's saying something as profound as I think that movie was saying, and, and to actually be as colorful and beautiful looking as it was, it deserved to be the best animated film. Absolutely, absolutely. I've not seen Zootopia, but I've heard good things about it, so I'm going to have to find a way to... Um, it's on, it's available on Netflix, so uh, yeah. check it out. So, yeah, I'll take a look and put it in my movie queue. Tachi, I can't believe it. We come to the end of our very first post-Oscar show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was just going to say, we, we did a good job staying on time for once. We, we, did, we did a great <laughs> job, and you know what? I believe that... Our show helped Will Viola Davis the win. We, I think that we paid, we played a pivotal role in getting that woman her very much deserved Oscar. Clearly, because if it wasn't for us, there would be no Viola Davis. And by the way, <laughs> I, I was, you know, to be to be honest, Tachi. But to be to be honest, Tachi, I was a little hurt that she did not thank us uh, during her acceptance speech. But I did hear that she did mention us, and she apologized for not thanking us uh, in the press room afterwards. She goes, "I was so shocked at the win, I forgot to thank Kevin and Tachi of TV Channeling for the pivotal role they played in having me be on this stage today." So, like, well, apparently there was a mix-up. She was handed the wrong card, and that. <laughs> Okay, Tachi, so, I, I think that means it's time for us to wrap it. <laughs> awesome. So, guys, thank you so much for hanging and rolling with us. This was our Oscar special, our first Oscar special. And we'll be back with our regular TV channeling, actually, this week. All right. So thank you so much for listening. and Absolutely. And tell your friends and please subscribe to our podcast. We love it when you subscribe. Absolutely. So I'm going to say bye from Tachi. And bye from Kevin. Because if you're watching it, we're talking about it. Cheers. Bye.